Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Hey, it's Saturday morning. Wake up and thanks for being with the Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you and thank you for tuning in with us as we talk over the next three hours about living in our homes and trying to take care of them and fix things. And if even if we can't do it ourselves, we want to know what the right questions to ask of our contractor is or to observe what they're doing and, and just know if it's uh, if it's right and how things should go. That's what we do here. You ask questions. I try to help you out. We help each other out. You teach me things. Hopefully you learn something each and every week from our conversations that we have here. It's very easy to do this. You just grab your phone, punch in 208-336-3700, and we talk about the projects that you are working on or the questions that you have. You got to know, too, that every time you ask one of those questions, it may, oh, I don't want to ask Joe this. That's too simple. Everybody should know this. You know, I'm not going to embarrass myself and ask that question. You know, those are the things that often help the most people out and that I hear about. It's not the real technical things that we talk about on the show that gets all the emails and the feedback during the week. It's usually the simple things like, how have I survived this long and didn't know that little trick? And it, it's something that comes out of those things. So uh, don't don't be hesitant to, just because you think it's very simple or basic, that may be a totally new learning experience for somebody else. So you're helping them at the same time. 208-336-3700 is how you can call into the program. You could also send an email to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com, and uh, talk with me that way also. If you ever do miss a portion of one of our shows or you say, geez, I can just never listen to that anything past nine o'clock because I've got to take the kids over to this or I've got to go do that or something. Uh, that's not really an excuse anymore because we have podcasts of the show. You can go to KBOI.com at any time on your computer, your laptop, your pad, your mobile device, your watch, whatever you connect to the internet with. Go to KBOI.com, click on their podcast menu, drop down to the Home Fix show and listen to the program. It's right there. You can also use that for the Listen Live link. Let's say you're traveling and you're in San Diego or you're going to be in, you know, Canada, who knows, wherever, and you say, you know, I don't want to miss the show or I want to share that with my friends, just listen live at kboi.com. Wonderful crystal clear audio quality if you do that. So there's there's no excuse. Investigate some of the new technology if you haven't been there. It isn't new, but... Uh, For me, old guy, some things are new. Uh, And we'd love to have you interact with the program. Uh, Next week on the show, Terry Hefner and Matt Bauscher will be here. The uh, the dynamic duo, kind of, of real estate and financing and the housing market and everything that's going on. It's going to be interesting to see now that some lumber prices have come down a little bit. How that's affected the market is new construction keeping up with the demand. We know the answer is no, but is it getting any better? Are people... Still buying and selling? Was that a wave? Is that the new plateau? Who's buying? Who's selling? 
what are they doing? Yeah, it's great to sell, but where are you going to live? Uh, who's coming in? Who's leaving? Uh, all those kind of things. We'll talk with Terry and Matt about that next week on the show. So if you know anybody that is transacting anything, refinancing, moving, selling, building, uh, next week is a good good opportunity for them to ask questions of two of the Valley's finest and most successful examples uh, in their fields that you ever find. Matt, the leading realtor in in the state of Idaho, and Terry's an amazing um, person to put together financing when other people have struggled with that. So him and the Hefner group, uh, they, they, they can help out quite a bit with that. So if you know somebody that's having challenges or can't seem to get something done, let's, let's talk with these guys and see what advice they could offer to help that out. So that's uh, next week here on the show starting at 8 a.m. Uh, they will join us and be here for a full two hours and two and a half if we need to continue on. 208-336-3700 is, again, the phone number on how you can interact with us today. Had a uh, conversation just the other night on uh, Messenger with, uh, I replied to a request for advice. Somebody was looking for a roofer to fix uh, one particular shingle that blew off in the last windstorm on her home, and she was looking for a roofer to fix it. Hey, anybody know a roofer? You know, I've caught, I've talked to a couple, but couldn't get them to show up and do it or, or whatever. And the plot thickened a little bit in the conversation when she uh, disclosed that she had three tab shingles on her house. So I had to start asking some questions. Now, for those of you that may not know the different terminologies of shingles, if we go back into housing construction any time before, say, 20 or 25 years ago, uh, one of the common shingle styles was a three-tab shingle. So I'd like you to picture this shingle as it came out of a bundle. It is a stamped out or a die-cut piece of asphalt-impregnated matting with granules and binders and fiberglass and all kinds of other stuff inside this and pulp and things that make up this this shingle, but it's stamped out in this pattern where it has three individual tabs, if you will, that are attached to a strip across the top that is all of one piece, and that is a three-tab shingle. And when they are properly installed, they are offset just a little bit. Some roofers will offset them 25% or 33%. Uh, most tell you you should never offset these 50% where every other one, the line lines up going up the roof because when you stand there and look at it, you can see how, how crooked they were installed. Um, and it also creates excessive and uh, premature wear that way because it creates little valleys as it rolls through one over the top of the next one, back into a valley, over the top of the next one, back into a valley, and it can wear out the, um, the shingles themselves. Anyway, that's a three-tap. So along came this new style. It, maybe it wasn't totally new, but it started gaining in popularity just because people want things to be different, different and that's an architectural shingle. They call it an architectural shingle. Um, all that means is they've taken, instead of having this mat, which is one layer thick, they've applied a second one over the top of it that has some offset pattern to it. 
and it creates a little bit of a depth, some shadow lines and stuff. Now there's even a, a, a one that is three layers thick, uh, often called a presidential series. I don't know which president put that on their home or something, but that's a presidential series. Uh, that is, again, a form of that. And there's different angles to the cuts and the different colors of each layer to create something that's more modeled rather than the same solid color. Anyway, the three tabs have kind of gone out of favor a little bit, and they're a little bit tricky to find uh, still. So I started asking her questions about this three tab, and she did send me a photo of the roof, and that's truly what it is. Uh, it was built in 2006, uh, which which actually surprised me. I didn't know that there was a whole lot of that still being used just uh, just then. Uh, she did not have any extra shingles when I asked her, or the one that actually blew off. It just absolutely vanished. And that brought me back to that thing where if you ever are walking through your backyard tar and you find a shingle laying there and you look at it and you go, well, that's not my shingle. You know, look around the neighborhood next to you. If it's your neighbors, go over and give it back to them because maybe it can be reinstalled or, or at least used to haul down to the, uh, the, the roofing supplier or the lumberyard to match it up or something. But uh, she, she didn't know where it went and all of that because I thought, dang, that would have been good to try to match up to a new one. She also said they didn't want to do this themselves. Not that they weren't capable, but this one's up on a second story. They didn't have a long enough ladder and, you know, just the trade-off, you know, here's a, here's a younger couple with, with children and that. And, uh, they, they just didn't want to take the chance of mom or dad rolling off the roof and getting hurt, uh, you know, trying to just do a, a shingle patch. So that's why they were looking for somebody to help them out with this. So as we talked about, what was needed to do this repair and how it's, you know, really not that hard of an actual thing to do once you're up there and you have your shingle. Um, you, know, you know, what I suggested is, well, one thing you could do is perhaps do the footwork to try to find a compatible shingle to make that repair. Because yes, it's a simple job for a roofer to go up there and do this, but unless they have something sitting there on their truck at that moment that they can use to patch that in that, that will actually look halfway decent and be very close in color. You don't want it to stand out, you know, like a, like a Band-Aid on your shoulder or something. Uh, you, you want it to look good to begin with. That roofer is going to have to go around and try to find that. That's a lot of mileage and time. And yes, you're going to end up paying for that. So if you can just work it into your routine as you're crossing through town to try to find that shingle, that could end up saving you a lot of money. And that might be why some roofers are not wanting to take this project on because they say, look, I, I know I'm only going to be on your roof for 20 minutes to fix this thing, but I might have five hours in it trying to find the shingle. Uh, so while I was typing all that out, it, it hit me all of a sudden when I was chatting with her online here that Maybe she needs to talk to her insurance agent about this. She said that uh, that that they thought of that, uh, but it was just one shingle, and it would be way below the deductible. But then I remembered what uh, our friend here, Craig Frame, our roofer that we have on the show and one of our sponsors uh, from a couple weeks back, what he said is that if there is one shingle that has blown off, there's probably multiples nearby or even in other places in the roof that are also damaged. They just didn't, you know, become ejected from the roof. They may have lifted and then settled back down. They may have torn and all of that. 
and it's just not showing up right now. That doesn't mean that there isn't additional damage. And if that is the case, that's when the line does get crossed to where you say this is not a overall effective repairable situation and maybe the whole side of this uh, roof needs to be replaced or maybe the entire house or something. It, it all depends. Um, and and in, in that case, if that was, obviously that would be worth it and, and well beyond any deductible that would be there. So I'm not sure how she will proceed with that. Uh, she thanked me for the advice and I thanked her for asking and all that. And uh, But I hope she's able to get it worked out and taken care of uh, before before this fall. But let's just say, let's just say that you want to fix that one shingle. Tara goes out into her backyard and finds that shingle laying there and she says, I can do this, I think. I heard Joe talking about that on the radio. Well, I'll tell you how to do that when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show right here on News Talk KBOI. Thank you so very much for waking up with us today. I hope to hear from you and your projects. You're always so much more interesting than the stuff that I come up with. So pick up that phone and uh, don't be afraid. Punch in 208-336-3700 and do it now. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Beautiful tile and stone services need to be maintained, and Permatreat is here to make this easier. It's time to discover what select home builders and informed consumers now know. That Permatreat means seal it now and seal it forever. There is a way to avoid all that scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean, and Permatreat will introduce you to it. 208-895-0000. How's that for a cool phone number? 208-895-0000. Imagine how good your shower could look again, or those kitchen counters. Permatreat starts with a thorough deep cleaning. They can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote. Do you remember the number? 208-895-0000 for Permatreat. 208-895-0000. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Have you heard of a pre-inspection? This is where your home inspector comes in and goes over everything in your home before you get ready to sell it. This way you can address items that you feel are important on your schedule before they're discovered by someone else. Randy Funk Home Inspections can perform this honest, comprehensive, and professional inspection for you. Randy's years of experience are trusted by Idaho's top real estate agents, and you should trust Randy too. 
The report you'll get will then be presented to buyers to help speed up the transaction and to eliminate questions. If you're purchasing a home and would like to have it inspected, Randy can respond quickly and accurately with a menu of inspection options to get you the information you need. Visit HomeInspectorBoise.com or call 208-914-5793 for Randy Funk Home Inspections. That's HomeInspectorBoise.com or 208-914-5793. Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Linux system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So just hold those thoughts about fixing that shingle on your roof because we're going to go to Meridian and talk to... Barb about getting a new washer and dryer installed. Good morning, Barb. Good morning. Thank you for being with us, and thanks for calling. Well, um, so I am a senior, and my washer and dryer has stopped. So I ordered one from Costco, which is way back ordered. I've been waiting a month. Mm. So I found one in Marketplace. They look good. I can afford them, mm-hmm. but being single and senior, I have no way to get it here or get it installed, and I don't know how to go about finding a reputable handyman or company to do that. Ah, very good questions in general. Um, okay, so you found this washing machine and dryer, this new one on Marketplace, which is uh, one of Facebook's communities, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm sure that you have seen many times on Facebook, you've gotten sponsored ads from handy person, handyman, handy woman services, you know, where you see this, hey, I do all kinds of things. I can do this. I can do that. And, uh, you know, essentially people soliciting for work. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to some of these individuals. I've read some of the comments. You don't know if they're plants, if they're real people mm-hmm. or not, but uh, it seems to be somewhat uh, decent individuals that are there. I would also talk to your personal community and see if you have any friends or anything that have hired a particular person for anything that's uh, similar. Okay. There's, there's not a tremendous amount of I I guess specialty skills that need to go into installing a washer and dryer 
It's right. It's, it's a matter it's muscle. It's <laughs> muscle, but it's also being able to level those machines and do that properly so that they're sitting square. It's a matter of okay. connecting to the faucets tight enough not to have leakage, but not overly tight that you cut or crush washers. It's properly installing the discharge hose out of the washing machine into the into the drain and securing it the right way, unstrapping. Uh, well, you know, you've got to use set. So it's uh, you're also going to need to transport that then too, aren't you? Yeah. So you're going to need somebody to do that. Um, if you go on to my resource list at joeprin.com, and don't search this out on Google because it always sends people to a previous version that doesn't exist. Just just type in joeprin.com, and up comes my resource list, and it's alphabetical. Go down there to Handyman, and you're going to find a couple of names there. Those, those individuals okay. I know can do a good job of this for you. Most of them will have trucks or trailers where they can go pick this thing up and bring it back to you. Um, you're going to okay. pay for all that. You're going to pay for that windshield time that they're not at your house. And of course, yeah, and but doing that's that. All acceptable, right? Yeah. Right. Um, how good of a deal did you get to make all that worthwhile? <laughs> a, a fairly new washer and dryer front loader pedestals. Okay. For. Eight hundred dollars. Okay, so you're probably going to pay a person another three hundred or so to pick them up and bring them to you and get them installed. So, so say you're going to be in this eleven hundred bucks, and that's just a guess. I don't know. It depends how far they're going to have to go and all that. Yeah, Um, see where you're going here. Yeah, because I was just thinking, and and I'm not saying I told you so. Should or could have. Some places, like some of your appliance dealers, um, you know, they offer installation and removal of your old as part of the deal and and you say oh wow you know yeah so so anyway just uh that's okay and that's that's for the other folks listening but you know you know what you got to do and um i think i would pursue it that way and just find you know just a general all-purpose handy person that could do this for you but the other thing that i i I always tell people and i'm going to be actually talking about this later in the program are the Oh, by the ways. <laughs> okay, so, oh. so so now you oh. you you have found this 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 handy person to come to your You've home. You've already given me a couple. Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So now you're thinking. Oh, by the way, that pocket door that I have that's squeaking. Can you lubricate that? Oh, by the way, this gutter up here is full of leaves. Can you clean that out? Oh, by the way, I need a new piece of baseboard over here by the bathtub, <laughs> and. So it it wouldn't be a bad thing to create this kind of wish list of all these different things that in discussion with you, you may find that you get six projects done for maybe half the cost if you try to do those individually later. Mm-hmm. And that's why a good, well-rounded person that has a lot of basic tools, maybe like this shingle that blew off that we talked about, or that yeah. big branch yeah. you want cut off that tree, or... Uh, that crack you need filled in the patio with some kind of a sealant, you know, oh, by the way, as long as you're here, <laughs> can you do some of these other things on my list? And and then you don't have all that windshield time for every single one of those projects. Very good. I appreciate your time, and I was not aware of your um your resources on oh, your Oh, yeah, website. yeah. Go, go so, to that list. You can yeah. either download it or print it out, but... Uh, 
It, it does get do updated that. now and then as I get new people. In fact, I need to add uh, Brett Murphy, our insurance agent, on there. But, um, yeah, have that available. These are people that I trust. These are people that our listeners use over and over and over again, and it, it's vetted by the community of the home fix people. So uh, trust Very trust good. those that are on there. Okay. Thank you so much you for bet, your, Barb. your insight. Yep. Uh-huh. Thank you Goodbye. for being there and listening to the program this morning. That's greatly appreciated. All right, we're going to be hitting our news break here in just about a minute or so. So I want to make sure that you know that you can call in right now and be up immediately after the news. In fact, you'll be up so immediately after the news that I promise I won't do that whole eight-minute introduction or something before we get to your call. So grab your phone and uh, just like Barb did, punch in 208-336-3700, and we can talk after the upcoming news break. I'd like to thank our friends at Wild West who provided a wonderful breakfast again, as they always do. I had the, uh, the sounds weird for breakfast, but I got to tell you folks, it, it, it's, it's good. I've, I've, I've talked to so many people that say, you know, you need to start your day eating like a king at lunch. You eat like a, a prince and eat dinner like a pauper and you'll, you'll feel better and, uh, you know, you'll be healthier and all that. So what did I start out with this morning? A nice, fresh Reuben sandwich with, you know, handmade. Chef Brian makes the, uh, the, the corned beef that goes into the Reuben sandwiches that he makes. And uh, everything, you know, prepared there. I had a Reuben sandwich. And uh, that's kind of my measurement, when, my go-to when I go to places. I'll have a Reuben, and then I compare them. And I think this is one of the finest that you will ever find. That and a nice salad. Or I had a potato frittata, so that sounds good for your breakfast this morning or lunch. Head down to Wild West in downtown Eagle for your breakfast. Tell them we sent you. We'll be back after the news with more Home Fix. Get your calls in now. We will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest starts the same way all the other PV companies start, with a copy of your power bill. The big difference is this is their starting point. One customer asked them to improve their power costs. The review came up with these solutions. Update the current HVAC system to an energy-efficient 21-sear heat pump system for a 20% savings. Install a solar thermal HVAC solution for heating water and assisting home heating for a 30% energy savings. Insulation improvements for 10% percent more energy savings, identification of inefficient appliances to be retired or replaced for an additional 5% energy savings, and these options resulted in a 65% energy reduction in the home. Now the solar PV needs to only cover the remaining 35%. Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. country has been through tough times, just like last year, and like always, our resiliency showed that once again, we can be victorious when we work together. During the month of July, we not only celebrate our country's 245th birthday, but for the first time in two years, we can gather with friends and family and enjoy summer the way we want to. It's also a time to remember the brave men and women who fought for this country, putting their lives on the line so that we can enjoy the independence and freedoms we have today. On behalf of Master Plumbing, thank you. 
masters of the trade. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Well, good morning to you. Welcome to The Home Fix Show. Hey, we're here every week, and I know most of you are, and uh, for that I am very, very grateful. I'm thankful for the time that you can allocate of your Saturday morning. I know some of you are dedicated, focused on listening to each and every word, and others of you are going about your business, and we're in the background, and either way, I'm just so glad that you have chosen and honored us with your time to be here and participate in part of this program by listening or even better yet calling in and sharing your questions about your home repairs and improvement and construction and remodeling and contractors and pricing and materials and how to use that or how to apply this. And uh, that's what uh, informs other people as you do that. So thank you for those calls. And I look forward to hearing from you as our show continues. We've got uh, two and a half hours left in our program, three hours each and every Saturday morning. We start at 7.30 Mountain Time, uh, MST, and uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, some of the best shows are the ones that I've <laughs> never could imagine that we've gotten those questions. So let's, let's, let's see what you got today. Let's see what you got. Bring it on. And uh, 2.08. 336-3700. You could also send an email to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. I'll check those starting in this hour during the breaks and see what we can bring from that to us. Next week on the show, Terry Hefner and Matt Bauscher will be here to talk real estate. So this is a good program to get your repair questions in. Uh, prior to the news break in a previous caller we were talking about putting uh about fixing one particular shingle that may have blown off our roof can you fix just one asphalt shingle that has blown off well of course you can you can get up on the roof with a pry bar or even a stiff putty knife you can loosen and lift the surrounding shingles very carefully trying not to tear them or, or separate or pull apart any types of layers, but you want to get them lifted up enough that maybe you can stuff a, a rag or something soft underneath them to hold them up and out of your way so that you can pull out the old nails, which are probably still in place. Usually the shingle tears away from that. If you have the shingle, you could possibly reinstall it by applying nails in a different place, even though that's not always the best thing to do, but it may be your only choice in this one. If you can't install it with nails. You may have to use some uh, roof cement, a wet or dry roof adhesive. If you can install a new shingle and re-nail it, good. Uh, tack it down. Uh, the tabs above and below can be secured with just a few dots, you know, like a Hershey Kisses size dot of this adhesive and uh, press it all back into place. Uh, no big deal, right? Unless uh, unless you happen to find a whole bunch of loose ones. One of the biggest tricks, though, as we mentioned earlier, is to try to find a shingle to match what you already have. That's why if you do have your roof redone anytime in the near future, if you're going to get a new roof on your house, make sure that the roofer does leave you some extra shingles. Uh, often they'll just clean up and take everything away with them just as part of detailing the end of the job but if there's always going to be a partial of a bundle left right there's 
there's going to be two or three shingles or maybe, you know, 90% of an entire bundle. You've paid for that uh, somewhere along the line, most likely. So just ask your roofer if you can have those. Um, How many you save depends on what storage you have, but they should be kept flat, the bundle. You shouldn't stand it up. You shouldn't put it on edge or on end or anything. Uh, Keep it flat on a shelf. I wouldn't put it right on the floor, the concrete of your garage, because that could get uh, subjected to a lot of moisture uh, there that runs off your car in the winter when you hose it out or leakage or something. Keep it up on a shelf or or something that uh, elevates it just a little bit. Out of the sun, preferable, and indoors so that they stay fresh and don't all stick and bond themselves together in the bundle. Uh, If you don't have any of the shingles, hopefully you have maybe at least a manufacturer, a style, or a color, or some kind of numerics written down or that was provided to you by your roofer. Maybe you even photographed uh, some of the bundles that have that information on them. Uh, as that was being done, so that you know what to go look for. Uh, we're going to jump over to some phone calls here, but uh, as we get back into this, uh, that brings up the point of what do you hang on to uh, as your house is being repaired or modified or remodeled or rebuilt or just updated or maintained? What do you save from the projects that you've done around your house? I'll go through a list here, and you can see how much of this stuff you have laying around that uh, uh, maybe either is uh, expired on its own or uh, that you need to go out and check and make sure that everything's still good with. But in the meantime, let's go to Mark in Boise. Good morning, Mark. Morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in and uh, talking with us. I've got a a tree out in the front yard uh, in the mid uh, in 2000 to 2010, I guess, the city was mandating all new homes needed to have a tree just to, just by the curb. So the whole, all the builders were putting in the little strips of grass with the tree in the middle of it. Yeah, it's called a parkway. And, yep. And it looks beautiful and wonderful for a while, but unfortunately, the trees end up invariably being planted on top of sewer lines and uh, getting too big because they chose the wrong trees to put into the, the spots. Right. Um, I've got uh, a tree that they came out and they sprayed the, the sidewalk to grind it down, but I explained to the guy that it was causing problems with my sprinklers, and uh, I noticed about a week ago that I had a dead patch on one side of my lawn, and I went and cleaned out all the sprinkler heads, and that wasn't the problem. Mm. And I turned around, and I walked around the other side of the cars and saw a huge puddle coming of water coming up from underneath the sidewalk in the driveway ah. from where the, the tree roots have broken the, the pipe. Okay. And... Now I'm having a problem getting the, the the city to do more to want to do more than just grind down the the broken sidewalk, but I'm losing my driveway. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So was was the tree actually removed by the city nope. down to a stump? Not yet. No. Nope. So, all they were going to do was grind the sidewalk. They weren't even going to touch the tree yet. Okay, they, so so they don't they don't want to remove the tree, right? They only have a certain amount of funds 
um, per year allocated for, you know, this sort of thing. Right. So they're trying to go ahead and, you know, mitigate making it, you know, reasonable for everyone. Right. Unfortunately, the, the past mandates of putting in the parkways has caused an, yeah, a huge glut in these problems. Yeah, an, un, an unintended consequence that, yes. that you're having to deal with. Um, okay, so this is interesting. This almost becomes evidentiary, you know, if there was a legal proceeding or something. What no. what does the city say that their responsibilities are? Just just cut well, cut and tree, dried. What what do they admit to or not admit to? If the tree damages uh, water lines, um, sidewalk, curb, um, sewer lines, um, they're responsible for that portion. Okay. Uh, so the and that's the what's happened. Is, that's what's happened to you. That, and that's what's happening. Okay. And, you know, my tree actually is parked a foot off of where the sewer line is. Okay. And it's now a 30-foot, 30 35-foot 30 tall tree. Right. And the city um, and the city likes these trees because it, it enhances the ambience, the attitude of the neighborhood, the shade, the temperature, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just the wrong kind of tree. Yeah. And, and when do you say the this maple, was? The maple, by the way. Okay. When was this put in? This was 2007, 2006. So maybe they've modified now and they say, you know, you've got to put in these kind of trees or don't put in this kind of tree. All right. Actually, they they don't do it at all. They don't mandate the trees in the parkways. Okay. So it's up to builder discretion or whatever. Yeah. Or homeowner discretion. So I understand the budgeting thing. I've ran into that with uh, ACHD in several instances where I've needed curbs fixed or sidewalks fixed and they say okay this isn't in our plan or our budget for this year but we will put that in for 2022 or something we'll put you on that and we'll we'll get it done there uh a lot of times us you me or you know our businesses or our storefronts or whatever we can't live with that so i think what you might be able to do and talk to them about is say okay i'm going to go ahead and fix this and cover this on, you know, my dime because I need this addressed now. I can't wait for funding to become available in the 2022 or 2023 budget. Uh, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and, and have my sprinkler person come out and we're going to, you know, bore under the driveway and we're going to run a new line and we're going to connect it on each end and get rid of the break that was caused by this. And, you know, it was caused by that and everything. Take photographs and documentation and all that make the repair, and then what you've got to look for is reimbursement through their funding when that becomes available. Do they do reimbursement? You need to ask that question. You need to say, what can I do about this now? Because you've said that you will take responsibility for this. You just can't do that right now. Well, obviously, I can't go without a sprinkler system for two years waiting for you to get this done. So if I go ahead and fix this and document it, Will you cover me on the costs of this later when funding is available? See, I, I don't mind. I don't care about the sprinkler system. I can fix that myself. Okay. I'm concerned about the what five ten thousand dollars it's going to cost me to redo my driveway. Right. Right. Uh, and if that's because winters with winter coming and the amount of water that's going that's gushing out. Yeah. I don't have any foundation under there, and 
you're going to have tons of water. So when winter hits and all that water freezes, it's going to crack the heck out of that driveway that right now looks just fine. Right. And and that's where they're gonna they're gonna have trouble saying, oh, you want me to replace a driveway that doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it right now. <laughs> so it, yep. it, it's going to be tough. I think at this point you need to do a whole lot of uh, documentation. You need to take and uh, photograph all this that it's you know in good shape now, just in case something does happen. And yep. then if it does, you've got your case to to argue with them. Uh, they this is interesting because you know think about it if you were you know sitting in a courtroom or something, they say, well, we can't, uh, you know, award damages or we can't authorize or cover something that, that might happen, you know, cause then on the other side, it might not, <laughs> it, there, there, nothing may happen, uh, you know, this year or the next. But I think now that you're yep. aware of the problem, I'd start documenting that. And then if something truly does show up, uh, you would think that logic would come in, right? You would think that it's easier for you to make these repairs now rather than later uh, before, you know, something even worse happens. But right yeah. now you're telling me your driveway is just fine and that you can make a simple repair. I'd say your due diligence requires you to do that and then just monitor it. And if something happens, you can come back. Ah, told you so. Told you so. We have record of this. I sent you this letter on this date that said that this was the problem and you said you'd cover it if anything happened. Okay, it happened. Come take care of it. Okay. Yeah, the city, I've been talking with a guy from the city a little bit, but unfortunately, since I discovered the problem with the water leak, um, he's not taking my calls anymore. And so I'm going to follow the, uh, 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 with your 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 comments, I'm going to follow up with uh, the program that they've got where you send in your letters and your yeah. information yeah. into the sidewalk or repair um, portion of um, ADHD. Right, ACHD, because that, that's the other thing. You start using words in written conversation of trip hazards, safety issues, potential injury. All of a sudden, that project may move up to the, the top of the list. Uh, we had some sidewalks uh, downtown where I work at that, uh, they were just, you know, pyramided up from roots and they were they were huge. And every time you'd see somebody walking down there, you know, staring at their phone, not paying attention or something, they just they do face plants out there all day long. And, uh, you know, finally they came out and replaced all that because, yeah, yeah. They, they are responsible for that. And somebody, you know, knocks out all their teeth. There's going to be a suit and that's going to be the responsibility of that uh, that, that agency. So, yeah, I uh, just don't exaggerate, but have photographic evidence and timelines and write everything down because all those conversations are meaningless when you say that herb down there told you to do this or not do that you know that that's nothing you need something written down you've got date stamps on emails and letters and 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 just start uh, start covering yourself you'll be fine all righty hey thank you so much you bet mark thanks for your call appreciate that lois in lagrand and denny in nampa you folks will be up Next, when we come back after a break here on The Home Fix Show. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Woodcraft of Boise is home to just about everything the professional, the garage hobbyist, or the backyard woodworker could ever need or imagine. Just take a walk through the aisles at Woodcraft. You're going to see products and materials you never knew even existed. 
It's amazing. And why is it there? Because Woodcraft is all about woodworking, and that is a personal expression of your taste and abilities. If they bring you the latest tools and technologies, the best finishes and hardware, and all at a price that makes sense, you can make things better and have more fun doing it. Fantastic blades and bits, the tops and tools and accessories, and yes, it's all here in Boise where you can put your hands on it, in the Overland Park Shopping Center at Cole and Overland. Want to come to a class and learn from a pro? Yep, Woodcraft does that. Stop by the store for an upcoming schedule or visit woodcraftofboise.com. Woodcraft, helping you make wood work. The convenience and cleaning power of a central vacuum system is able to be added into existing homes. Coltrane Central Vac specializes in providing you with a quality, neat, and well-placed central vac system in your home. Most installations can be done in one day. Imagine adding a retractable hose that stores out of sight, but yet within easy reach anytime you need it. No more lugging heavy vacuum cleaners up and down stairs. With Culture and Central Vac Systems, just take the lightweight cleaning tools you need with you. The power and the hoses are built into your house. Check out CultureandVac.com to see their products in action, current specials, or to quickly order replacement bags, filters, or accessories. You know that a clean home is a healthy home, and Central Vacs have five times more power than portable vacuums. So change the way you clean. Start with a visit to Culture and Central Vac, 208-895-8900. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Culture and Central Vac, 208-895-8900. There's a good argument to be made that the roof is the most important single component of your house. It protects you and everything else inside. And face it, Idaho weather is tough on roofs. That's why if your roof has seen better days, or if one of our wind or hail storms have done some damage to your roof, call Craig Frame at CF Construction. Craig is the one you hear sitting in with Joe on the Home Fix Show talking about roofing. Craig has an amazing team of installers that have worked together for years and go about getting you taken care of fast and efficiently. Craig's project manager will work with you to select the perfect shingle style and color to fit your budget and the appearance of your home. CF Construction is a hard-working roofing company that wants to earn your satisfaction through the great work and prompt manner in which they get it done. Call CF Construction at 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445. Hey, there's some good news from Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress, and that's that the supply chain has been loosening a little bit and materials, products are starting to arrive back into stock. It's all not just going out as fast as it arrives. There's not a lot of inventory, but they are starting to build up uh, some decent selections once again in the appliance world. So you may have some more choices now if you do need that new dishwasher, refrigerator, stove, microwave, freezer, or cooktop. There's still some appliances and electronics that are a little tricky to find, but it's a good thing that we have Jackie and Lou at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress in constant communication with their suppliers and warehouses because they can find stuff for us because part of the brand source network gives them access to 6,000 different stores nationwide in those inventories, and they can move things around and react in minutes when other appliance retailers can take days or weeks or not even be able to get back to you at all. So if you've been waiting for something, now's the time to check the inventory at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Maybe they have just what you are looking for. 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa, or you can give them a call 
208-465-0551. That's 208-465-0551. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Hey, let's go to our friend Danny Danny in Nampa, who has a suggestion about that uh, driveway leak. I don't think the driveway is actually leaking, Danny. I just wanted to be funny about that. <laughs> I, I, I understand, Joe. I, you know, I, I've been in the business long enough. I kind of got an idea. Uh, all I'm going to say is I heard the homeowner saying he was going to take care of the sprinkler situation himself. Yeah, yeah. This is this is merely a suggestion. What I have been doing since I come to Idaho, okay, on pipes that are close to any type of root hairs, of roots at all, whether it's in a box, enclosed box, where your valve is, mm-hmm. or whether it's a pipe. Okay, I do a technique I was taught a long time ago by a plumber. Once you see any of those root hairs around any pipes, you cut them out. You put in either Comet Cleanser or Common Ice Cream Rock Salt Mm. around the pipes. What that does, especially the Comet Cleanser, the bleach that's in the Comet Cleanser prevents those root hairs from entering into your pipe fixture areas. Mm. It's not going to kill the tree. It's not going to hurt anything else just within the first three to six inches normally of where those pipes are, even underground. It just creates a barrier of toxicity that is just localized to that very specific spot. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I learned that from a plumber. He told me when they go in to clean out uh, sewer lines and water pipes underneath houses or stuff like that, he said that's what they use normally. Now, I'm not sure whether everybody uses that common practices in the state of Idaho, but I do when I go out on my irrigation jobs from now on because there are so many roots that I also see in the control boxes of the valve right, boxes. Right. These are the in, inline of valves that go out to your sprinkler yeah, system the, irrigation. The, the manifold is, yeah. Right. In the same way... Around sidewalks, I've got drip lines that have to go underneath the sidewalk. I put a little bit of that on each side of the hole after I've dug it before I backfill it. (laughs) I put just a little bit on about six to eight inches on each side, and then also about six to eight inches. If I'm going to go ahead and do a complete new valve line box, I know I've heard you mention before you don't like the weed block material, but I put that and line that in to my valve box, put pea gravel, and I still use the Comet or I use the rock salt even after I've done that to, again, prevent any small roots to interfere around those valve boxes. Yeah, so 10 minutes invested, you know, on the front end could pay you back, you know, four or five years from now with uh, a, a lot of good rewards for that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, Danny. Well, yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out to you because I understand I heard the gentleman yeah. as he was talking to you. He's going to take care of the sprinkler system himself. It's just an added insurance policy. Hopefully it will cut down at least around his sprinkler system pipes and stuff right, like right, that. I right. know it's not going to hurt, you know, probably help at this time the driveway because no. you're still probably going to have some other issues. But at least if it's a temporary fix on his 
irrigation system, it'll help him on that part. Yeah, I was just hoping he'd be able to tie on to that pipe, you know, cut it loose on one end and then just pull another one through. Well, um, it's going to depend. It's going to depend on what type of system, whether it's a PVC pipe, right. You know, schedule schedule forty, or if it's, it's the regular poly common pipe, green poly pipe, yeah. You know that they normally put in. Now, in two thousand and seven, I'm not sure whether they used all PVC in Idaho or they used the green poly pipe, which is common now, one inch line, right? And, and yeah, it'd be nice if he could cut that off. And go ahead and use a PVC Schedule 40 with the hydro nozzle going underneath there, boring under it that way. But the problem with it is you put a hydro nozzle on that pipe, if you're hitting that tree root, you're going to keep on breaking that nozzle because you got to go below that tree root. And so you you're don't, not going to hit it. And you don't want to, in, in his case, you don't want to erode even more base because then Correct. it may give the city an excuse to say, no, this this because you put eight thousand gallons of water under your driveway. That's why, you know, if you can pull right. it, pull it through dry, you, you, you're okay. You, yeah. yeah. And another thing with all the rocks and stuff we got in here, that's another thing. You might keep heating the rock right. or the tree root if it's a big one that's eight so, nine inches in diameter. By now, who knows? So me as an ex contractor and you as an active uh, working in the world contractor today, how do we get people when they're building their homes and replacing driveways to uh, dig that trench, you know, a foot below uh, driveway level and put in a three-inch heavy wall ABS tunnel and then run their sprinkler pipe through that so that if, uh, you know, anything ever does happen, you've got kind of a double wall barrier there for that or you've got that tunnel that you could, you know, pull an additional line through or a drip line or something. How do we get people to... Put in that, it that conduit. on the builders that are going to work with the subcontractors right. and what they're going to allow and how they're going to tack on the extra cost. Yeah, because it's going to cost it's going to cost twenty five bucks to do that, and they're not going to want to do it if they don't have to. That's right. It, you know, and I do know a certain project person in Loomis, California. He worked with the subcontractor great because not only did they do that. For sprinklers, they also did that because the gentleman was a veteran. He had the money. He had the handicap situation, and he was able to pay the extra money for running piping underneath there for not only the plumbing or irrigation system, but also for he wanted low-voltage lighting later on put around the property. They did all that before they even poured the concrete around the driveway. Yeah, it's a good idea to do that. Anytime you're putting a slab down, you got to think, is there any reason that I'm ever going to want to get underneath this thing? Maybe Maybe it's from the crawl space of the house out to the backyard. Maybe you put it perpendicular to the foundation, not necessarily parallel with it, but put those those tunnels in. Hey, Danny, I got to go. I got to go to break. I'm late. And then uh, we've got Lois and Legrand, who also has some shingle concerns. We'll talk with Lois when we come back after this. Thanks for being with us this morning. I appreciate all of your inputs and questions. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We'll be right back. 
on News Talk KBOI. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796. Company, NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Lawn care season is underway, and if you could use a little help making things look as good as it can be, call Pestcom. At Pestcom, trained professionals will stop by on a planned schedule and give your lawn the nutrients and preventative maintenance it needs. Not too much, not too little, and right on time. And get this, you don't have to have bags of fertilizer or crusty old applicators stored in your garage or shed. Call Pestcom and have them stop by to prepare a package quote for you. Year-round bug and pest control is available also. Regular pest control treatments break the breeding cycles and puts an end to infestations. Regular lawn care treatment builds a healthier turf and requires less water. And a healthy turf will handle heat stress and foot traffic better. So invite some friends over and show off your beautiful lawn. Call Pestcom and get started right now. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636 for Pestcom or learn more at Pestcom.com. 208-459-5636. Now that you have that woodworking shop all set up and ready to go for spring, let's talk about some great projects to keep you busy. And you know who can help? High Desert Hardwood. How about building a new picnic table or some custom patio furniture? Perhaps you need a new trellis for a honeysuckle or a clematis. High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very long time. Custom-built cutting boards for your new outdoor kitchen, or maybe some swings and toys for the kids in the backyard. Think High Desert Hardwood in Eagle when you need to pick up some lumber. If you want to check it all out before you hop in the truck, take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. High Desert Hardwood is open Monday through Saturday, 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle. Or call them at 208-939-939. 9366. That's 208-939-9366 for High Desert Hardwood. I've always appreciated the proper insurance coverage myself when I've needed it, and I'm sure you have too, but now I think that many of us have lost touch with our insurance coverage and view it more as a formality. You've heard me talking with callers about what may or may not be covered in your policies. Well, Brett Murphy with Boise River Insurance. He's local. He's an independent, so he can work with you to find what fits your insurance needs the best. Home have gone, homes have gone up in value, significantly in some cases, and at a rate that may have exceeded your coverage. Do you know for sure what you have? Do you even know who your agent is or what you are really covered for? When was the last time you had a formal sit-down and question-and-answer session? 
Brett Murphy is that kind of an agent. He will meet with you to answer your questions. If you are new to this area and need to select your homeowner's coverage, talk to Brett and have him look to find you the best possible coverage at a cost you can afford. If you have questions in general about insurance, Brett is available to talk to you regardless of who you get your insurance from. 208-949-2222. That's 208-949-2222 or contact Brett at BoiseRiverInsurance.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. And let's jump on our phone lines again and go to LaGrande and talk with Lois. Good morning, Lois. Good morning, Joe. The name is Phyllis. Oh, hi, Phyllis. Good morning. Um, I talked to you about probably eight months, seven, eight months ago, about my brand new Fleetwood manufactured home with all of its problems. But the one we discussed was my roof and with sh- curled shingles. I still have not gotten any results from Fleetwood. And mm. with uh, this hot summer we've had, they are curled even worse. Hmm. Did we ever and, determine the cause? Was it just an absolute shingle failure, or something going on with the I, uh, with the home itself? What uh, I don't, I think it was the way they were installed. Because even that first row at the edge of the roof was waved, and I hmm. had repairmen up from Fleetwood, and they just nailed those down, and you know the front row, and um, and so it's still a problem. And I did get a hold of. Boise Better Business Bureau, and of course they contacted Fleetwood, and Fleetwood just told them, well, um, her insurance was up, you know, after the first year, and so... So it was a manufactured home, a mobile home that was built in Boise, you're saying, or in Idaho, that was then installed in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and... So where does this stand right now? I mean, how many years has this been? Because that isn't something... I've had it a, it's a year and a half. Okay, so the the house was delivered and you took possession of it in the middle of 2019. Yeah, December 6, 2019. Or December, okay, yeah. See, and, and you brought up the problem well before the uh, uh, the one-year warranty was up. Right, I've been bringing it up for one year this month. All right, yeah the the Better Business Bureau, you know, they can write nasty letters and you know you know ask the manufacturer to cooperate and all that, or they'll put notes in their file. But that's pretty much where it ends. This this may actually become a civil action that you have to take against the manufacturer to get something done. Is there any chance that you know what brand of shingles is on there? No, I sure don't. Damn. I don't know. I don't. In my paperwork, I might have something. You should because, see, that's, that's a warranty item that goes well beyond the manufacturer of the home's one-year warranty. And I can see why they may be somewhat resistant because Fleetwood didn't make the shingles. And there's you know, a better chance than not that they are actually installed properly. And perhaps we just have 
a product failure at the shingle level. So if we could find out who made the shingles, you know, what brand of shingles are they? Even if you could get Fleetwood to answer that question, say, hey, you built me a house a year and a half ago. You know, what brand of shingles might be on there? Because I, I want to talk to a, a rep. I think I have a little problem. And, you know, don't make it their problem, but uh, just, just tell them you want to know who, who made that shingle. Because you may find out it's a certainty. It may be a, uh, you know, an Owens Corning. It may be some other brand we never heard of. We don't know what it is. But once we know that brand, then we can get a hold of that company who has manufacturer representatives all over the country, and one of those could visit you and determine what the cause of this failure is. And then, then they may initiate the you know, removal and replacement of it or, or something like that. So I think I think we need to track down, you know, what what shingle is on there and and not necessarily go after, uh, you know, the company that installed them, because, yeah, they're going to they're going to defer away from that this long into it. But it's still that company's responsibility. If there's a a uh, a product failure at the shingle level, if we can find out who that maker is, then, you know, then then we can get them to take care of this. Very good. Okay, I won't have any problem doing that. I still have the manager of the park. Actually, he's the one that ordered the home for me. And um, Yeah, I don't know if they'll and, have that kind of detail at, at his level, but hopefully in, in some of the packets or the information you've got, you know, because if that roof had a 30-year warranty on it or a lifetime warranty, there should be some some paperwork for that. You know, just like your your furnace that came with it. There's probably some information on that. And uh, that, yeah, it, it's somewhere, so, somewhere that that information exists. And that I think is yeah. going to be your, your next uh, detective hunt to go on. Okay. Cause I'm kind of loose ends now being right. better business drill, just kind of stop. Yeah. They're, they're going to send your complaint on to the manufacturer, ask them to address it and, they may or may not. They they don't have any any teeth in that. I mean, they can't force them to do anything. Right. Alrighty. Okay. Another thing about Fleetwood, I've had problems from the sliding door was bent. I mean, clear through this place, and so boy, I just I don't recommend Fleetwood. <laughs> well, and you know, other yeah. They, yeah, it's it's unfortunate you've had a bad experience. I know there's other people that say, well. Mine's perfectly fine. It's just mm-hmm. that happens. That happens. You know, yeah. everybody can have a problem with something that, you know, somebody else doesn't. So we just got yeah, to uh, do, so do what we can to get it fixed uh, to, to your satisfaction. Right. All right. Lois, Alrighty, thank you. Joel. Or Phyllis. I, Phyllis, I, thank I love you. your show. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'm so happy that you're out there listening today. We're going to take our final break for this hour. We will be back as the Home Fix Show continues. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. 
on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest built a home with a contractor, Northern Construction, in Sand Hollow, Idaho, with solar, thermal, radiant floor heat, and cooling. This 4,500 square foot home, the total energy bill in August of 2020 was $80. In September, they got the solar PV up and running, and now the Idaho Power Bill will be $5.20 per month. Because the HVAC for the home is so efficient, along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount of a home this size would normally take. The homeowners were just telling Carl from Renewable Energy Northwest how comfortable the home is with warm, comfy floors and no air blowing around to dry out your skin. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heat and cool. On slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. They can also heat your pool in the summer with the same system. Please call for a free site assessment, 208-577-6537, or visit RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time. Your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. David Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. It's painting season, and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work, all the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from the Painting Pro. Styles change, and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best-looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around. Styles and colors are changing, and if you're ready, so is the Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit PaintingPro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208 378 4825. That's 208-378-4825 or paintingpro.net. This is the Treasure Valley's longest running home show. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back to our show. You're listening to us on News Talk KBOI. I was supposed to do a live commercial during the break there, and I didn't have it ready to go. So if you are in the construction business or a landscaper or a new homeowner that needs equipment to build or take care of your property, you should know that John Deere Light Construction Equipment Their compact tractors and mowers are a choice you'll be proud to own. And at Campbell Tractor, they'd like to sit down with you right now 
to plan out your equipment needs for the rest of this year and 2022. Campbell Tractor will take the time with you now to pick out which John Deere equipment is right, as well as the accessories or the implements to help you get your jobs done. They'll provide you a written quote or can get your new equipment on order now to assure you the soonest delivery date possible. Now, if you need something right away, they have stores in Nampa, Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, Ontario, and Burns. Let them check the inventory and get you behind the controls of a non a new John Deere as soon as possible. Campbell Tractor, helping you prepare now and for next year. Let's go to Middleton and talk with Matt. Good morning, Matt. Hi. Yeah, Hi. I just have so no commercial lines. Like you, They have to be buried at 42 inches deep. I'm talking of electrical lines. I was wondering, for a residential, I, my wife just got a, uh, a hickory shed, and we want to run electrical power to it. And I just yeah. wanted to know if there's a minimum depth and what size conduit would you recommend? Well, I'd recommend using at least a one-inch conduit because that's going to give you enough inside diameter to pull multiple strands of a, uh, a heavy-gauge you know, THNN wire or something through there. Um, and I'm glad you, you asked about the, the conduit. Yes, even though you can get direct burial wire, uh, yes, you should put this in conduit. And I believe you need to go uh, somewhere between 18 and 24 inches deep. Okay, perfect. Um, that, that's what I was wondering. And then uh, is there any restrictions on how far it can be ran? Because the, the power source is coming from the garage, and we'd like to run it uh, approximately about 35 feet to the, to, to the shed. No, there's no, there's no distance uh, problem. I mean, you could run it you know, two miles away if you wanted to, but what you have to do is you have to have the wire sized properly for the distance. Uh, the greater the distance, the bigger the wire has to be in order to deliver the, uh, the, the proper supply of power at the other end. Uh, that's, the, yeah, that's a great question that I'm sure there are uh, charts that you could look up and see and see how many amps you're going to be pulling out there at this shed and then what size of wire is required to deliver that 20 amps, 60 amps, 100 amps, whatever you're going to have out there at the shed. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what I did. I think I had to pull, let's see, I put a 100 amp service panel out in a barn behind my house, and that was about probably 45, 50 feet. And I believe we had to use a 10 gauge wire to deliver that out there but that's something you need to check that's i I would not trust what i say for a moment there there's a yeah you just need to look that one up online i'm going this far i want this much amperage what gauge wiring do i need to pull we are i mean don't get me wrong we're hiring an electrician i just Ah. wanted to make sure because i can do the conduit and i can do the trench save uh some money doing that yeah I'll make him pull wires. <laughs> well, and that okay, so you've got a, a professional electrician that's going to be doing this for you. Um, you are totally valid to ask him that question, too. Verify what I told you. Say, hey, I talked to this guy. Okay. He said, I, mean, I need to go 18 to 24 inches deep. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going to use a one-inch, the, the gray electrical conduit, and I'll use the nice gentle sweep elbows, and yes. And, 
and uh, just make well, sure that it's the way he wants it, so he doesn't say, "Geez, I can't do this. Look what you did. You know, you used half inch conduit." Now, and <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the gentle sweep. Are they? Can they be? Do they have to be metal, or can they be the the PVC conduit? No, I do everything in plastic until you at least pop up out of the ground. If if you're worried about like a pole up on the side of the building, yes, that needs to be metal because that could be impacted. You could drive a you know, a trailer into it or back into it with your mower or something, if it's exposed to where it could take an impact, that needs to be metal. But I do plastic everywhere else, and those are glued joints, so everything's waterproofed, and uh, you don't, and minimize the amount of joints you have. So if you can get 20-foot sticks or something, you know, just minimize how many pieces you put together. And uh, uh, make sure you've got the bell ends going the right direction for when you pull the wire through there that you're not getting hung up on anything. Okay. Now the gentle sweep elbows, um, they can they be metal or can they be plastic? No, I I like I say, if it's underground in any form or any part of it, I I keep plastic underground. Okay. Yeah, because we don't want it to rust out or have to have uh, our our trust into some type of a waterproof fitting underground. So use use glue okay. together plastic everywhere you possibly can. But if it's, like I say, if it's going to be subjected to any kind of an impact at any time, like surface mounted on the side of a building or anything, then you switch to metal after that. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you bet, Matt. Thank you for the call. And I believe that's right. So if, uh, if we have any electricians listening that want to contradict that, I would definitely like to, like to hear from you on that. So the number to reach us is 208-336-3700. We're about to go into a news break here in a second. Let's get back up on that uh, project that we were talking about earlier in the show about uh, uh, roofing. And I was talking about hanging on to some of the shingles anytime you get your roof replaced. You know, save some of the extra ones in case you ever have to do patching or something. But that brings up other stuff that uh, you save around your house for making touch-ups or repairs or matching or cutting in and patching. Uh, some of the things that uh, can come up that maybe you keep a separate storage area just for all of this stuff somewhere. You could have paint uh, that was used on the interior or the exterior house. You could have stain that was used on woodworking or maybe even uh, if you have a stained concrete patio or something or stained countertops or something. You know, that uh, that could all be stuff that you want to hang on to. What about uh, hardwood flooring or laminate flooring, maybe hanging on to a few extra strips or boards or planks of that wouldn't be a bad idea. Same thing with wallpaper. Uh, hold on to that uh, little half roll that you have and protect it so that if you ever have to make a patch in some wallpaper, which is getting to be more popular again, it seems like wallpaper is coming back pretty strong. Shingles, of course, siding materials, whether it's Vinyl siding, metal siding, wood siding, maybe a piece of that that you could patch in something if the lawnmower, you know, threw up a rock and did some damage. Uh, Touch-up stain or specialty paint from manufacturers for appliances or cabinets and woodwork. Countertops, when they cut out that sink out of your granite countertop, what happened to that piece of granite? Maybe you want to hang on to that. Tile and grout, carpet and vinyl, all those things are... Items that, you know, if you had that small piece or something and you had to make a patch, that's going to be really handy to have that stuff. But, of course, I suppose it depends on how much room you have and how much space you want to dedicate to those leftovers. 
Here comes the news. I'll be back after this, and I hope you will too, right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to Home Fix. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Hey, good morning to you, and welcome to The Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. I'm your host, Joe Prin. We're in the middle of our program. We have an hour and a half left to go, so if you have Questions about living in your home, the repairs that you need to make, the improvements you want to make, tearing things down, building things up, making changes just because you're tired of what's there. Perhaps you're going to hire somebody in to do work for your house and you want to know what the questions to ask them are or something about the materials or the costs. Let me try to help you out with that. I will do my best, but you have to initiate this conversation by punching in 208-336-3700 into your phone, 208-336-3700, and we will talk. Next week on the program, Matt Bauscher and Terry Hefner will be here in studio with us to talk about the current status of the real estate market, the economy, what uh, buying and selling a house looks like today some of the difficulties, maybe how to get around some of that or through it. Uh, You're going to have two of the finest minds in the Valley available for that conversation next week here on the show starting at 8 o'clock. So if you know of anybody who is going to be um, doing some of those things in the market, in the real estate market, uh, you definitely want to invite them to listen to the, the, the show next week here on News Talk KBOI. Uh, Let's see, other than that, let's see. Oh, previously in the show, we were talking about shingles and replacing and, you know, what to do if uh, one of them is blown off your house and different things to hang on to and all that. I know that that can get taken to somewhat of an absurd level as far as what you hang on to, as far as what goes into your house. But I would say it's more of the the style and the decorative things. We spoke last week a little bit about keeping track of paint colors. Now, maybe you don't have to hang on to all those cans of paint because after a few years, they're going to go bad anyway, but you could digitally record by photographing the formula label or cutting or peeling the label off of the can and sticking that into a notebook or a file folder or something like that. The same thing with shingle information, even if you just have the brand name and the the color or the series name or, you know, that kind of stuff that that would get you a long way when it came to needing to replace something. Uh, Anything that there's the chance that if it gets damaged and you need some more and you're going to go try to track it down, that would be the, the, the type of information that I think could be very valuable to somebody as they're, as they're making, uh, you know, changes to their house. If you're going to add on, maybe you're going to take out that wall that we've talked about before and you need to add a little strip of carpeting, only that eight inch strip along the edge across that, you know, six foot opening between the kitchen and the dining room. Now that that wall's not there, you need to patch that in somehow, that little piece of carpet. And if you just happen to have that small roll of that extra carpet, that, you know, that comes in really nice. That may save you having to replace carpet in the entire entire room of the house just because you had that. All right, I did receive a question here about replacing siding on a house. There's a lot of older 
homes that are being worked on now, uh, just like this this emailer's question, that have uh, what is considered kind of an older style of siding. It's the 12-inch lap siding that was common on many, many, many homes from the 50s, uh, maybe even a little earlier, all the way up through the 80s, and maybe even a little later. But this is just that smooth lap or textured lap siding. It's usually a 12-inch wide, roughly, plus or minus, uh, material where the one piece up above the lower one literally just overlaps it a little bit, creating kind of a fish scale effect down the side of the house. So as water and weather rolls off of the upper piece, it goes on to the next one, next one, next one, all the way down to ground level. Well, damage there often occurs at those bottom rows because they're subjected to a lot of humidity at ground level throughout the year. If you've walked out in your backyard in the early morning, even though it's been 100 degree days, you'll end up with wet toes on your shoes. And um, that, that moisture is in the air and can collect down there at ground level on your siding, causing it to get moist and uh, deteriorate. It's also a place where caulking joints can fail and the material can swell Metal corners can get damaged or loosened. Uh, nails can pop out. Animals can chew at it. Uh, string trimmers and mowers can scar the siding. So the real challenge is that at the bottom of those rows, they were the first ones to be installed during the construction process. So removing them can be difficult. They were the first to go on, but that uh, makes them kind of hard to get them off of there to replace. But before you remove anything, just like our the uh, previous discussion was go out and make sure that you can find a suitable replacement product. Make sure you have that in hand before you tear everything off and then say, oh, I'll just take a piece of this with me and go go look for it. No, I think you need to look for it in advance by taking uh, you know good pictures and measurements with you and see if you can find that first to make sure that you have a, a you know identical or very close uh, substitute before we start removing the siding, which I can talk to you that about here in just a minute. But we have a caller on the line. Uh, let's talk to Carmen in Emmett. Good morning, hi. Carmen. Hi, Joe. This hi. is Carmen. Yeah, and hi. I have a question on uh, my uh, concrete. I just uh, had my yard hydro seeded in the back, and we're doing lots of watering. And I noticed that the water is, some of it gets on the patio and the carport, mm-hmm. and it's kind of discoloring. Uh, is there something that I, when this is all over with, that I can take that off with? So the discoloring, is that coming because coming. of the hydro seeding, like some of no, the material from that? No, it's coming from the water. I have a well. And it's the minerals that come up, you know, in the water. Okay, the the hard water deposits, yeah. just the, yeah. the, the calcium and the lime and the rust and, and the iron. I noticed on the uh, carport that there's there could, it may not be perfectly level, but it kind of puddles right there, and it's staining it. Yeah, any anywhere there is a low spot, you will get a puddle. Because yeah, water right. se- water seeks its own level. So, uh, yes, that can happen. Um, this is interesting. Now, I, have, I have had some, like, mold in the past, and I've had that pressure washed, and it took care of it. 
Right, and that's not abnormal. It's not always mold either. Sometimes it can be just rotting pollen. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. You know, that's it's like it if, if you didn't wash your car for you know, a couple of years and you let it sit outside, you know what your car surface would look like. You know, mo- yeah. moss and mold and all that uh, mildew and stuff, It's it kind of grows on there and you keep feeding it with, with moisture and humidity and it survives and leaves behind its skeletal remains and seeds for the next spores to grow well, and so that's okay. what you're pressure washing off but that, yeah, and it just looked great after i had that done. oh sure it does sure it does and and that's something you can do all the time you're never going to stop that from happening uh, do you think what, that would work on the carport and the patio it would probably loosen a lot of those stains because that is a surface debris it's concrete is a tough tough thing to do because it is so porous uh, yeah. when you when you set water on it unless it's been really really sealed with something you see that the water just spoke, soaks in like it's a dry sponge, and that's because it is so porous. And, and all those mineral stains and everything you got, they're going to lock into there because they're made out of the same thing that the concrete's made out of. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's uh-huh. not something you're going to get rid of. So, so one of the things is, can we get rid of the low spots? Well, yeah, that gets... I that. that. The, car, the carport concrete has quite a crack in it, and it's been there for many years. Right. And you, I thought I heard you advertise a company that would come and fix those kind of things. Right. Well, there's a, there is a company. It's a Go Green Concrete Lifting, and they have a way to inject underneath your carport slab... They can inject, not, not in all cases, but the, the theory behind this is they can inject this expanding waterproof foam material that they have underneath there. They drill some small holes. I think they're about the size of a, a dime, maybe a nickel in diameter. Stick this nozzle in there, and they inject this foam under there, and it expands and can actually lift up that concrete. So if we think about this, if that was lifted up a little bit, to where it was tilted, it'd be like a tabletop that's not level, right? And if you spilled milk on there, it's going to run down to the edge and roll off. Yeah. Well, it's possible that perhaps this slab could be lifted up a little bit and tilted in a way that more of that water would roll off of there. Oh, okay. If it has a crack in it, uh, it may have to be treated as two separate ones or sometimes you you can't do that because they may do more damage but they they'd look at that and talk to you about it there's other oh. ways there's other ways to treat those those uh those low spots there are some surfacing materials that can be added to that and then recovered over the entire carport and uh make it look like one of these textured painted kind of floors you can do things like that yeah, i'll see that my patio is textured and I like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Th- that could be done on the carport, but then sometimes it comes down to you can spend uh, more money trying to to fix yeah. it than if you just <laughs> busted it out and started over and, and made sure there was some good slope on it. The other thing is, what's going on with the sprinklers that were watering the carport? Well, Do we need to know, adjust those? I think the sprink. I yes, and I've addressed that with the yard guy, and. Yeah. They kind of want to overshoot right now because they want the grass to take, and so. Oh, I see. I see. So this is just hopefully a temporary and we're thing. Doing it, you know, like five times a day for five minutes or ten. Right. Right. To get covered all. 
Now, once that is completed, and it looks like it's getting almost there, then I think they can readjust those sprinklers and cut the time. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd insist on that because there's no sense watering the carport. It's not going to make you get any and bigger. That's kind of, see, it's just on that one end, and that right. makes me think that it's a little bit lower there. Right. Or and, it wouldn't puddle, you know what I mean. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean, and that's the, that, that's the challenge. I think you're not going to hurt anything by getting wet, and yes, it's just a, a cosmetic uh, thing where everything that's, that's there. What you could do in the meantime, while you are maybe overwatering or oversplashing a little bit, is just get out there with it, you know, a push broom and well, push off the yeah, push off the puddle or squeegee it off. Yeah, and, but, but I honestly got that idea came to me just a little bit late. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so so we know what the ultimate solution is: quit watering the carport. And yeah, that's right. Perhaps, yeah, I agree. Perhaps maybe some type of a temporary shield could go up there. Maybe you could get a hold well, of a. Know, yeah, piece of plywood good, and tip it up there at the edge of the concrete yeah. and just don't let the water spray up there for right now. That's a great idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Well, because I didn't either until just now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the longer we now, talk, the more ideas I get. See, that's how this works. I, I'm usually yeah, stalling while my yeah. brain's trying to catch up to my mouth. Well, you know, I'm going to do that. That's a simple solution. Yeah, get a piece of old, you know, metal roofing or something yeah. that the water's not going to hurt or even staple up some plastic and weight it down with some blocks. Or, I don't know. Just try to get well, the water yeah. from getting on there and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's a great idea. I Let's try that, Carmen. I think I think we solved your problem. I think you did. Yep. And I thank you so much. Yeah. You know, you're almost a blessing to us <laughs> widows. <laughs> well... I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you're you. welcome. I'm glad glad to help out anybody that needs it. <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show after this guy just tells you here that we're going to be back with more after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324. It's amazing to look at the variety of hardwood floors you could have in your house. What, you thought that oak and maple were the only choices? There's more of a selection of species, widths, textures, and finishes now than there ever has been. And Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you get it done. Their years of experience has taught them what works and what doesn't. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a bonus certified craftsman with specialty tools and factory knowledge of application techniques and cleaning methods. Known for their complete and total customer satisfaction, 
Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you select your new floor and install it for you. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. Who doesn't want to be a bit more organized? Now don't get too far ahead of me. I'm talking about in your garage. What a unique space we have there. Sporting goods, gardening supplies, kids' toys, bicycles, tools, and perhaps even a car or two. You want it to be as efficient as possible, but you also may need to change it later as your needs change. Storage Evolution has the solutions to getting organized that you've been looking for. Their designs allow for a better use of space for storage of small items to big things like that extra set of snow tires. And quality? Storage Evolutions is so confident that their shelving can take whatever your garage throws at it that they back it with a lifetime warranty. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. There's a good reason the state of Idaho requires electricians to be licensed. Electrical work needs to be done right by trained and tested professionals every time. Your safety and mine are counting on it. So when you need electrical work done, insist on a licensed electrician like Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable. Dave can help you install outdoor lighting, attic ventilation, additional lighting in your kitchen, even ceiling fans in your bedrooms or on your back patio. With new TVs and home electronics, cable and power outlets need to be in the right place to look good. No one likes cords all over the floors and walls. Call Dave. If you're remodeling, think about where things will need to be when you're done. David Consumer Electric and Cable will get everything professionally wired and inspected. Call Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable for your electrical needs. 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333 for Consumer Electric and Cable. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on KBOI.com. Just click on Podcasts, then click on the Home Fix Show, all for free. Now back to Joe Prim. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Continuing with a question I received on email, which if you have any, if you're listening to us at a time other than when this program airs live. Yes, people can do that. They can listen to archived copies of this show at kboi.com. It's under the podcast menu. You drop down to the Home Fix show there at kboi.com and you can listen to last week's program, maybe even last year's program. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of shows there if you're looking for some content. However, um when we were checking these emails, I received this question about, uh, and, oh, and by the way, if you are listening, you can send an email to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, and I can get that. And that's where this came from. We were talking about replacing the bottom row or two of damaged lap siding. This has actually gotten to be kind of a somewhat popular project, again, because so many of the houses are... Uh, that were built in our valley from 
the 50s to the mid-80s used this type of siding, and right now so many of those are going through this rejuvenation and this update of not only colors and styles, but uh, new folks moving in and making a lot of repairs, and this is one that a lot of uh, people find themselves faced with is removing that bottom row or two or three of siding. So there's several ways to remove those lower rows. We know that they were the first to be installed. And uh, if you were stripping the entire wall down from the top down, they'd be the last ones to come off. But you don't want to take off those upper rows. You only want to take off those bottom ones. So some careful and very strategic prying and lifting to get at the nails that are holding it on are called for. Lap siding is just that. It laps over the strip that's directly below it. So to get to the fasteners underneath there, you're going to need to be aware very closely of the row up above it and what's holding that on. The good thing you know is that you are removing the lower row. So if it does get damaged, that's not a big problem because you're probably going to be discarding that piece of siding anyway. But you still want to be very careful so you don't hurt the good row of siding up above and have to just keep going and going because you're not being careful. So you want to cut loose all of the caulking that may be present, either at joints or at corners or where siding may join into something else or go around something. Maybe even the upper lap is caulked to the lower lap. Uh, So you want to cut that with a knife. Then gently start prying with a standard pry bar. It's a flat metal bar, a gentle curve on one end, and then more of a 90-degree end on the other other end. If you picture this, lay your hand flat, your palm straight up, and then just lift your fingers up, you know, as far as they go. A pry bar has one end on it like that. That's the end that you're going to tuck underneath the siding above. You might have to tap it with your hammer a little bit and then just pull on that. And like I say, it's okay if you're damaging the lower row because that's the one you're going to remove, but you want to be very careful and uh, and pull that top row just enough to loosen it up a little bit. Uh, you may find that you actually therefore pull some of the nails that are holding that upper row out just a little bit. Uh, you can get the pry bar right next to them and do that. But again, be careful not to damage it. Then you could remove those by just pulling them out carefully. However, then the bottom row, how are you going to get that out? Uh, that's going to be a little trickier. So you got to get behind that bottom row which is usually have to do that very first row, you may have to cut it horizontally to a strip that's only just a little bit further down than where the new lap starts. Uh, You can bust that out, get the bar behind it, pull it forward. And then as you lift the one forward up up above it, uh, you'll see that the heads of the nails on the lower strip are sticking out a little bit. Here, if you can take a reciprocating saw, a recip saw, and put a very fine-tooth metal cutting blade on there, you can snip those heads off. Sometimes you can get in there with a good pair of of heavy-duty linesman pliers and cut them off, because once you've snipped the heads off the nails holding that strip in place, you can then pull the siding forward and just slide it right off the shaft of those nails. And once that bad siding's removed, then you can take that same pry bar with that same 90-degree end put it on top of the, 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 well, there's no head there left on the nail anymore. It's just the shaft. And then you can take a hammer and pound on the end of that pry bar and actually use it to push that nail 
all the way back into the framing of the house, clearing the way now for you to just simply slip a new piece of siding up underneath there and then nail it off through the good piece of siding right where it was. Uh, you're just going to offset the nail just a, a hair, you know, so you don't hit the one that you've driven in down there below. Then you're going to reapply some caulking on all the joints and just a quick smear over the head of any of the nails. Let that dry and then do the repainting. Um, you might end up repainting the whole wall. I don't know. It depends how much uh, of a good paint match that you have there. Uh, that caulking is very cheap insurance for lasting appearance. So don't be afraid to use it. And when you do paint, make sure you get the bottom edges of that siding painted real well. In fact, in fact, you could even take this to an extreme. You know you're going to be repainting that wall, right? Why not pre-paint that entire piece of siding? Front, back, edges, ends, everything. Repaint that whole thing before you put it up there. That way you know it is completely sealed and will be way ahead of the curve as far as potential water damage in the future. Then after you nail it off, all you're having to do is some touch-up rather than the the full paint on it. So you could do that too. 208-336-3700 is how you get in. If you call right now, you'll be up first right after this break with virtually no waiting. When we come back to News Talk KBOI, I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Billgard windows for your home are a great choice for remodeling or new construction. Serviced and installed locally by Viewpoint Windows and Doors, Idaho's most respected, largest window supplier, you can rest assured that if you need help, responsive professionals are ready to assist. And talk about an amazing warranty. Accidental glass breakage is included, even if you live on a golf course. Billgard windows are a leader in innovation and window technology. If you haven't taken a close look at what is new in windows lately, Make an appointment and come into Viewpoint Windows on State Street in Boise. They would love to show you all that is available for your home. Enjoy looking out your windows once again, knowing you have quality Milgard windows and a quality installation from Viewpoint Windows and Doors working for you. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. There is the zero-res way to clean carpets, and then there's the way that most others do it. Zero-res uses powered water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind a crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer. Zero-res cleans upholstery, outdoor patio furniture, tile floors, wood floors, and more. They remove pet and food stains and can restore damaged areas. Zero-Res also cleans area rugs and stair runners, and Zero-Res is a certified master rug cleaner, having been trained to clean the most delicate of antique rugs and textiles. For professional service, respect of your home and your schedule, book your next appointment online at zeroresboise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000 for Zero Res. It's painting season, and if you need a little help getting the job done, call the Painting Pro. Brian and his team are ready to help you to the finest exterior paint job your house has ever had. All the prep work. 
all the detail, all the attention to clean up and the proper materials all come shining through in a fresh new coat of paint from the Painting Pro. Styles change and perhaps your home is ready for some new colors. The Painting Pro will work with you to help you choose the best looking combinations for your house and your personal style. It's amazing what new paint can do for a house as well as for you and how you feel about it. Look around. Styles and colors are changing, and if you're ready, so is the Painting Pro. Let's get this done. Call 208-378-4825 or visit PaintingPro.net to learn about the best paint job your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825. That's 208-378-4825 or PaintingPro.net. Isn't it great knowing that when you need a Realtor, you could have Idaho's number one Realtor working for you? That's right, if you make a call to Matt Bauscher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bauscher for your Realtor. Visit BauscherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Hey, welcome back to our program this morning. I hope you're learning something throughout the course of the show or will before we conclude for the day in just under an hour. So if you have questions that you would like to get answered, now's the time to get those in to 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. I did receive one on email here that I'd like to share. Uh, hello, Joe. Just a quick question about a banister that's going up my stairs uh, near the top where we all grab to get a little help as we make the corner. The finish is wearing off. Do I need to take the banister off to refinish the entire thing or could I just refinish the upper one quarter of the banister? Will it require sanding the area to be refinished or the entire banister? What would be the best way to match the finish? Okay, well, let's let's break this down to the individual things there. Do I need to take the banister off to refinish the entire thing? I don't think so. In fact, I would really say I would do almost anything possible not to have to do that because we're going to create some damage of some sort, no matter how careful we are uh, getting that off because there's going to be hidden fasteners or nails or screws or something that we may not see right now that won't become evident until we try to disassemble this thing. Also, it's never going to go back as good as it is now. And if this is truly the type with the spindles and, and that as it goes up the stairs, that's just going to be an absolute nightmare. So I would do everything possible to do whatever I could to work on this in place. 
uh, will it require uh, or or yeah do I do the entire banister or could I just refinish the upper one quarter of the banister well that kind of ties into the last question that you had there about what would be the best way to match the finish uh, as we talked about earlier in the program it would be nice if we had a record of all of the different stains and what type of finishes were used by the original builder of the stairway system. Was it a Minwax uh, colonial maple or was it a Carver trip or was it a uh, some other brand of stain? You know, what, what type of a stain was used on the wood in the very beginning would be the obvious choice for what would be used later. Uh, does it need to be sanded to refinish this? I would think probably a little bit yes, because we know that the stain is only going to penetrate into the wood where the absence of clear finish is. Now, it's not all that likely that all of the stain is gone. It's probably just the clear finish is worn through. And then our, our, the oils from our hands and the dirt that's on them has gotten on there. So um, I think what I would do before I do any sanding, anything at all like that, I think we need to do a very deep and thorough thorough scrubbing and cleaning of the wood to see just really what condition it truly is. And that could start with everything from a, a, uh, a semi-worn Scotch-Brite pad. Don't go get one of the brand new green ones, you know, fresh out of the package where it's all stiff and prickly, but get that one that's maybe by the kitchen sink or out there in the laundry room or something that you've been using for the last three months and it's just about worn out. That's a really good one to use for something like we're going to do. And we're going to get a mixture of, uh, of a good, just grease cutting dish soap, you know, whatever brand you use at the kitchen sink is probably, probably good enough and mix that up in a, in a fairly more concentrated amount than what you probably would use for doing dishes and get that scrubby in there and start scrubbing that wood down and try to remove all of the grease and the oil and the dirts that's there. Keep a Keep a towel handy so you can wipe down everything else and all the dribbles that come off of it or have a helper hold that underneath there for you and just just scrub away because that's going to do a couple things. One, it's going to remove all the dirt and everything off the surface of the wood. But two, it's also going to scuff up a little bit of whatever finish is remaining right around that area that you're going to work on. And then once that wood is exposed and you've got that moisture on it, you can also see what kind of color it has left in it. And as far as if you don't have the stain that's there, you may have to <clears throat> you may have to go pick up a couple uh, cans, smaller cans. Maybe you can get by with the little pint cans or something. And maybe this one's too dark or this one's too orange or this one's too much something or not enough of something else. Well, you can add things to it and then practice on perhaps another uh, piece of wood somewhere that you can run a test sample and you have to let it dry. You cannot tell when it's wet. It may look absolutely perfect when it's wet, but when it dries and flashes off, the color can change. So you're going to have to be patient, run a couple different samples on the wood, and then match them up and see which one is closer. If in doubt, if in doubt, and you have to err one way or the other, you usually err darker. People just seem to not notice something that's darker when it comes to woodworking, within reason, within reason as opposed to something that's lighter. 
So mix up your stain, and if, if, it, if you get something that's just a hair darker, that's probably okay. Um, if you get it on there and it's just a horrible match and you think, what the heck was I thinking? This looks so good. You can often take a rag soaked in paint thinner right at that time and scrub it down again and use it to blot and soak up and try to pull out some of that stain so that you could uh, perhaps start all over again. And once you've got it stained then in place and that's dried for a good solid day, now we can come back with a clear finish over the top of it. And what I would do is probably apply that finish in a wipe-on format, use like a rag rather than a brush to apply that, and put on several wiped-on coats of this finish of a polyurethane. You can use regular polyurethane and put it on with a rag, or there is a product that's called wipe-on polyurethane that most stain lines have that available. Wipe that on there and rub that in until you build up that finish and it looks good. And then the final coat may be a brushed-on finish or a little heavier wiped-on finish, but that's where you might want to do that, not only where it's worn out, but take that on down through the rest of the rail so that the the dried, clear finish, if it's a glossy finish, it's glossy everywhere. If it's a satin finish, it's satin everywhere. Because if you only work the top half, it's going to be different in one place than the other. And it may take multiple coats up there, and you may have to lightly touch sand them in between to get some fuzzies or some bumpies off of it. The final coat, if it does end up with a few little specks of dust or something in it, don't worry about it. Just your hands going back over it again and in fairly short order, it'll be knocking those off and, uh, and you should be just fine. So I hope that answered those questions. Let's take a break, Tara, and we come back. Talk about something very similar to that, unless one of your calls comes in, which I'm sure would be more interesting, but we're going to talk about taking and painting stained doors and jams. Again, a makeover project that's very popular as some of the older homes are going through a a bit of a rejuvenation. Maybe those old birch or mahogany doors just aren't doing it for you anymore and you want to put a coat of paint on those. I will tell you how to do that when we come back. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Your home is your sanctuary. The one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply. See dealer for details. We like the look and feel of our new granite and solid surface countertops, but not many of us know the proper way to take care of them. Sometimes this can result in the need for repair. When that happens, call the Stone Medics at Cutting Edge Kitchens. The Stone Medics can fix granite and solid surface countertops no matter when they were built or who installed them. The very talented craftspeople at the Stone Medics can fix cracks, chips, stains, and scuffs. They can reattach sinks and drill additional holes for your new faucet or accessory. 
If you're ready for new countertops and want to learn more about granite, large format tile, or other solid surface materials, Cutting Edge Kitchens is here to help. Cutting Edge Kitchens has led with innovation, artistry, and techniques in Idaho for many years. Is your kitchen next? Call Cutting Edge Kitchens and schedule an appointment. Or for repairs, ask for the Stone Medics. Same phone number, 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. Joe Prin here from the Home Fix Radio Show, and right now, many of you are probably thinking about a bathroom remodeling project. You've seen things on TV and in the magazines and on social media, but what really are the best products for you? Well, I would suggest you talk to the professionals at Custom Bath Solutions in Meridian to help guide you through this process. At Custom Bath Showroom in Meridian, you'll see locally manufactured Best Bath and Custom Marble shower products that eliminate the need to scrub grout, clean, and seal like your tile showers. They build showers specifically for you and can remodel your entire bathroom. Custom Bath Solutions offers products that are easy to access for safety and have custom options like a river rock floor and tile inlays in the walls. Visit Custom Bath at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call them at 208-888-7561 to schedule a free in-home consultation. For bathroom remodeling, I recommend Custom Bath Solutions. When summer heats up, your insulation goes to work to try to keep you cool. The amount and type of insulation will determine how successful this is. Can your home benefit from added or replaced insulation? Could your garage be more useful if it was insulated? Perhaps. Find out by making a call to Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028. Go Green will look over your insulated spaces and determine what is needed and where. An accurate and complete quote will be prepared and presented for you to review. And then you can discuss with the insulation experts at Go Green just how this will make your home feel, as well as potential energy cost savings you may achieve. Go Green Insulation is fully up to speed with all the latest energy code requirements and suggestions, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. Before it gets too deep into the season, call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit GoGreenInsulation.com. Measure once, cut once. Son of a biscuit. <sighs> Swear once. Measure twice, cut once. Ah, you know the rest. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. If you would like to be one of the valued sponsors or advertisers on the Home Fix Show, I do have a somewhat unique opportunity right now if this fits you. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, but I have one spot in our lineup of, of sponsors. We have a finite amount that I allow on the show. I don't want to get any heavier. I know there's already enough commercials, but um, this is actually surprisingly, you'll find less than much other programming has. But anyway, uh, there's room in here right now for a person to uh, be one of our advertising sponsors every other week because I have somebody here that's on only every other week and uh, you could fill in between them as long as you are not in direct competition with one of our fine sponsors that's already here because I don't do that. I, you, when you are an advertiser on the show, you are exclusive to your your trade category or what you are advertising. And uh, that way I don't have to 
decide which one of my children I like better. When somebody says, oh, you got two of this on there. You know, who do you like better? Who would you hire? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play that game. Uh, I, I, I put my eggs in one basket when it comes to backing up somebody. So uh, if you would like to do that, you could contact me at two zero eight five seven three one zero eight two, and we can talk about it. Or you could send a text to there, or an email to Joe at JoePrin.com, and we could talk that way also. So think about that. Do you want to? Start promoting your business and be one of the people on here because once you get the foot in the door here, you're, you're kind of part of the club for a while. There's some people that have been here for over 20 years with us, and uh, they know it works. Call, call, talk to anybody that's on this, on this show and ask them if it's a, if it's a good thing for them, and, and you'll find out how, how nice and how special and how loyal this, this audience actually is to the people that bring the show to them each and every week. And uh, so thank you all around for that. So if you want to paint some doors in your house, doors and trim, perhaps those mahogany doors or birch doors or oak doors, or maybe it was even some of those pre-finished kind of, well, they say masonite, but uh, there was, what were those called? There was a legacy walnut and there was one called a Simpson oak, I think it was, that were so popular for so many years. Maybe you don't want to replace the doors, you just want to update their look a little bit. So starting with the doors before anything happens at all, we need to look at the fit of these doors. Do they open and close freely? Are there any issues with the opening and closing? Are they dragging on the carpet? You know, is now the time to shorten the doors a little bit? Is now the time to uh, address any rubbing issues by realigning these doors? Or maybe the house has shifted over the last 25 years and the door needs to be shaved down a little bit or sanded or or the jam pulled over a little bit are the reveals the reveal that's a, a door hanger terminology that is the gap between the door and the door jams so when you stand on the inside of the room where you can see the hinges or when you stand on the side of the room where you can see the hinges on your door the gap between the door and the jam where the hinges are should be nice and even. And across the top, it should be a nice even gap. It shouldn't look like a triangle. And coming down the side should be a nice even gap. And if it's not, we need to correct all of that before we do any painting because doing it afterward could cause uh, quite a duplication of some work. So let's get the reveals looking good. Are the hinges loose? Are they worn out? Is now the time that they should be converted to the ball bearing hinges that we talked about last week on the show so we don't get those those poofs of black uh, dust that gathers around the hinge knuckles because we had metal on metal wearing. Maybe we do need ball bearing hinges now since we are going to be painting this trim and these doors. Uh, So we'd want to fit those all on there and make sure that everything fits first. You kind of assemble everything and then break it down for painting. Um, All of that should be fixed. Any new hardware as far as uh, the doorknobs or the back sets or the striker plates, all of those things should be uh, evaluated now and any corrections to that made first. If it's as simple as putting a screw in the top hinge of the door and sucking it over so that it comes into alignment. Oh, by the way, you brought that up last week. Did you do that yet? Did you fix your door by 
I have not yet. Okay, I want to report next week. Okay, I, I know Sorry. that's all that's I didn't do my homework. Uh, all right, I'll give you an extension. Um, if you do have a door that's kind of sagging over to one side, and you can tell this because the reveal at the top of the door over by the hinge side, it's, it's fairly normal and tight. But over on the other side of it, as you go across the top of the door, the head up there, uh, the gap gets wider. Uh, that's a sign that that uh, top screw where it goes into the door jam needs to be sucked over and tightened up. Also, check the door stop. This is that piece of trim material that keeps the door from continuing on past uh, the, the opening. This is when you slam the door. That's what it's actually hitting is that door stop. Uh, you want to make sure that that door stop is not super, super tight in some places and then very loose in others because now you could take a block of wood and kind of drive it over or loosen it up, put it back in place and uh, get that into alignment nice. You might even have to take it off, pull all the nails or pins out of it and then reattach that a little bit. Any cracks or nail holes or screw holes or anything or dents in the doors can now be fixed with putty and sanding or caulking. Lines that you do not see in stained woodwork will show up in painted woodwork. So you may need to, like I say, caulk a few uh, cracks or where the trim joins the jam or where the jam legs join the jam heads or the stops to the jams. Also a nice tight little bead of uh, wiped off caulk with a wet finger or a damp sponge uh, really will make the paint job look much, much professional after it's done. Uh, anything that you do to these doors, you're probably going to need to prime them first with some type of a stain blocking oil-based primer. This is going to provide a good bond not only to the finish that's underneath there and give you a surface that your paint is going to stick right to, but that stain blocking primer, and this is important, so you can't just use a paint that says it's a paint and primer all in one. You start with a stain blocking primer because that's going to keep any of those, those stains or factory inks or whatever from coming through the paint and making you have to paint this door three and four times just to get the, the finish nice and even on it. Uh, there's probably going to be a two to three day dry time on all of this finish before you can put the hardware back on to keep it from sticking. You won't be able to close the door for a little while. So just get ready for that. Uh, also, make sure that you tape over the hinge cuts. If you take the door off of the hinges to avoid any paint buildup in there, just a few layers of paint when you try to put the hinges back on can totally throw the door fitment out of whack when you get all done. So don't paint inside the hinge cuts. Never, ever, ever, ever. You can paint up to them, but not inside of them. I'll have some more tips on this to wrap up that subject when we come back after the news. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to The Home Fix Show. 208-336-3700 is how you can join us, and I hope to hear from you. We'll be back right after the news. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We need a name for this last half hour. I mean... What do you think, Tara? I mean, the segment isn't quite right because it's like broke into two pieces because there's there's only one commercial break in this last part. The last, I don't know, we're not like coming around third third base because we actually, if you divide it out, we've got like five bases with this. Is it the home stretch? Is it the home stretch? I, I don't know. It's more like, are we coming down the 
17th hole. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, anyway, we're at the end of the show almost. So if you're going <laughs> to, there's got to be a good name for it. Maybe that's another homework. I'll work on that yeah, for you. Figure that out. What, what's radio lingo, lingo for the last part of the show? Maybe it's just the end. Maybe you just don't worry about it. Uh, hey, this is the Home Fix Show where you can call in right now. Welcome if you're just joining us. Yeah, we're near the end, but uh, we're on each and every Saturday morning from 7.30 until 10.30 Mountain Standard Time. If you miss any portion of the show, jump over to KBOI.com and you can listen to the podcasts of the show. It's And it's really not kind of a podcast. It's just this, well, I guess it is. It's this archived copy. You can only listen to it at kboi.com so don't try to find it on apple or something like that just go to kboi.com click on the podcast menu drop down to the home fix show and listen to one of the past programs or today's which will be on about an hour from now it'll become live and available Uh, all brought to you by our friends at heating equipment company they pay for that service so that uh, you don't have to it's absolutely free of charge and you can do that if you do listen to the shows on uh, one of the archived copies and you have a question, don't think that you can't ask it. Instantly just send me an email and say, hey, I'm listening to your show where you're talking about, uh, you know, replacing kitchen cabinets or whatever, and I've got a question on this. And just write it out and tell me or send me a picture, an attachment, and um, I'd love to get you taken care of. And maybe then we can share that on a future program here and help somebody else out so we can do that. Uh, Before you get back into some topic, let's go to Tom in Caldwell and talk about some door weather stripping. Good morning, Tom. Hey, um, good, morning. good morning. I have a question. Okay, yeah, we've done all that. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, I've got an old Stanley um, front door that was all steel, steel frame, everything. Yeah, does it have the um, magnetic weather strip or just the compression? It has the magnetic weather strip. Yeah, that's what I was afraid and, of. <laughs> and therein lies the problem. Um, does is that cut into a kerf like everything else is? Or yes, very much so. It's uh, it's done just like the other stuff. It's a uh, it's an actually it's a wonderful system. It's almost like a a gasket on a refrigerator, right? It makes contact with that metal surface of the door, and it bridges any irregularities it's also wonderful if you're in any type of a high wind situation with your front door it makes it much harder for the wind to blow against it and 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 penetrate past it um are are you looking to try to replace that weather stripping yeah and it's it's been great for about 20 years or more yeah (laughs) but uh it's kind of crapped out now it's sealing to the side of the door uh, it needs to be replaced. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm sure it gets either either brittle or distorted a little bit and doesn't fit right. A lot of times you could switch that over to a uh, a more uh, the the more common type of the two, which is the just the straight compression one. Uh, but I think what you're going to find in most cases is that the compression weather strip is not big enough to bridge the gap. If I'm not mistaken, most of the uh, the compression strips are set up to only bridge about three-eighths of an inch. And the magnetic seemed to be almost a full half inch when it was in a uh, fully closed position. But you can find this magnetic stripping. Um, if, if you would take the top piece, your head piece, which is only going to be, you know, three foot long, uh, and yeah. pry that out with a putty knife, you should be able to pull that out. 
the only thing that I've seen on some of the uh, magnetic ones is they were actually pinned in place by the manufacturer. They took a, a little tiny brad gun and shot some little pins through it because it was possible that the magnet would grab so good sometimes that it would actually pull the weather stripping out of the curve. Um, so see if you can just pry that out and take it with you. But if you go to uh, some of the home centers, you know, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or even an Ace Hardware store, uh, see what they have back in their weather stripping section because they'll have some of those universal replacements that a door shop wouldn't have. A door shop is only going to have in stock what they use at this moment in time. And those Stanley doors, those were sold at places like Home Base and, and Lowe's and Home Depot and some of the earlier, you know, iterations of, of home centers and that. That's where those yeah, were I think, sold. I think I got it at Ernst. Or Ernst, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that replacement weather stripping is still available, and you can probably also order it online. I hate to think what the shipping's going to be because you're going to get this eight-foot-long cardboard tube. You're going to have you know, $100 in shipping to get, you know, 20 bucks worth of weather stripping. But um, I got a feeling if you go to some of those home centers and that, you're going to find this back there because they've got four or five different versions and sizes of this stuff. And I'm I'm certain that one of those magnetic ones will work. The only thing you might run into is if your kerf width is, is wider to where this fits loose, you may have to put that in and then pin it in place. Okay. You know, to get it to stay there. It, it, from what I've found, it's pinned every six inches or something. Oh. It, it just, not, none of it comes out. I, I, okay. I don't know if they ran some adhesive in it or, um, so, and I'm not looking at it right now, but. Uh, so if it is, if I'll, it was glued in or if it's pinned in, what you can do is take a thin putty knife, like a one inch thin putty knife and yeah. sharpen the edge of that putty knife just to like a razor. Just put a file on it and just sharpen it and make it really sharp because then you can get that putty knife behind the weather strip, you know, between the weather strip and the wood of the jam, find where that fastener is, center it up on there and just tap it with a hammer and you can just clip that fastener off and you just go all the way up and down that and then you'll be able to pull this out. Okay. Originally, I think it came in, it was like a, inch and a half by half inch piece of wood that it was installed in and then i put that on and then nailed it in that's interesting so, so it had a detached door stop on it yeah because the frame was steel uh-oh. so i'm just wondering if oh, i had to wow. pull that door stop off that is wow that is very different Okay, I, I can I can absolutely see in my head what you're talking about. I have never crossed paths with one of those personally, and I bet you I've worked on 300 different different doors. I've never oh, seen that. Okay, um, we just had a caller call in that said they had something very similar, and they were able to order that in specifically from Home Depot. So you may have to uh, talk to them at their okay. special order desk see if they can get that for you, but. Um, that's a different one. So if you know for certain that this is a Stanley brand, that may be worth checking out online and see if there's a replacement for that. Cause I'm, I'm most likely pretty certain they're still making doors in that and they may have those replacement parts. Okay. I'll, um, I'll go with renewed vigor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
Very interesting. I've never seen that. A, a wood doorstop attached onto a metal metal jam. And that, we're not talking about the threshold at the bottom of the door, are we? No. Okay, no. I, I want to make sure we're talking about the three sides, the two long ones in the head. Okay. Yeah, it it and, just uh, crossed my mind we weren't talking about the same thing, but I guess we are. <laughs> I think I had to customize it because it was fitting in between two bricks and it was only 28 or something there. Okay, Whatever that could be. All right. Sizes. All right, so we, okay, we do I'll, have something that's fairly unique here. Um, okay, yeah. Okay, well, I'll I'll keep working on it. Very good. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks for Thank the call. You. Tara, hit that uh, magic button of yours there that uh, starts playing music. There we go. Time to take a break. We'll be back, and now we will wrap up the show after these messages from those valuable sponsors who make this program possible each and every Saturday morning, of which we thank them greatly for that. I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Enjoy sunlight and fresh air in any room of your home with skylights from Solar Concepts of Idaho. Fresh air skylights offer abundant natural light and open up to let fresh air in with the touch of a button. And the rain sensor conveniently closes the skylight during inclement weather. Solar-powered fresh air skylights feature a solar panel that captures daylight energy and uses it to recharge the power source that operates the skylight. You can visually expand areas such as hallways, stairways, wells and other closed in or dark spaces in your home or office with these skylights. Also, decorative light filtering Venetian blinds are available in over 100 patterns and colors including blackout options. This energy efficient product qualifies for a federal tax credit. Solar Concepts is Idaho's only premier solar tube products dealer. Estimates are always free. Visit us at 2053 East Fairview in Meridian or at solar-concepts.com. Again, that's solar concepts.com. I talk about how equipment and components in our homes can get stressed to the point of failure because we forgot to do one simple thing. One of those items is maintaining our dryers. Ah, the clothes dryer, just sitting there till laundry day waiting. Then boom, we run at full speed until it doesn't. Clogged dryer vents are not only a potential fire hazard, but the lint buildup in the vents makes your dryer work harder and can lead to expensive parts and repairs. The dryer vent wizard cleans dryer vents. They come to your house. They clean the vent from beginning to end, fix broken or damaged hoses and clamps, and they even go inside the dryer and clean out in there. Clean dryer, happy dryer. Laundry day is a success once again. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208. 208- 340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. You've been looking out the windows of your home for a while now. Ready for some new window coverings? Time to freshen up the look a bit? Budget Blinds can definitely provide some great ideas and stylish, affordable products. This just might be one of the most enjoyable projects you've ever taken on. Stop by the Boise or Nampa store, or Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. They'll bring their collection of blinds, shades, shutters, draperies to your house so you can see what these look like in your home, in your light, with your decor. There's a way to avoid traffic, right? And here's something else. 
else you'll appreciate. Budget Blinds adds an exclusive no-questions-asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment at 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds, or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. That's 208-375-1212. for Budget Blinds. Assorted flavors today, we could call that one. <laughs> hey, our friends at System Clean, who you know, who provides the finest in duct cleaning, are finally starting to get the message out. I, I start seeing some of the terminology that System Clean has been using for, for, for years and even decades. I start seeing it showing up in, in other places and some of their competitors. And, I, and in a way, that's good, but it... It makes me uh, have hope that people are finally starting to understand how important it is to have their ductwork cleaned the right way to keep their home healthier and, uh, you know, fresher air in their home and, and the home cleaner, too. Uh, after a house is being built or it's been remodeled, you can imagine all the dust and debris that's in the ductwork. And if, you know, there's a lot of houses out there that are, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old that have never had their ducts cleaned, that doesn't mean that they're not dirty. So perhaps this is something you want to invest into for your health and the cleanliness of your home. Get a hold of System Clean. Their number is 208-884-3300, 208-884-3300. Trust them that they will get your vents and your return vents uh, cleaned and sanitized as clean as they possibly can be. So if you want to get that done, schedule your appointment right now with System Clean 208-884-3300. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Some of the, uh, oh, I'll back up here a minute. I'm sorry. I just keep going, figuring that, you know, everybody's there. You know, thank you for joining us here on the Home Fix Show, Home Fix show as we come to a conclusion for this Saturday. But uh, earlier, just in the program a few minutes ago, we were talking about painting doors and door jams and trim molding and all of that kind of uh, thing that's in our house. A lot of people are saying, you know, I want to, it's called converting in the painter's world. I want to convert from stained and finished, uh, varnished, uh, lacquered, whatever, polyurethane, woodwork, <coughs> into a painted surface. White is usually a choice, but not anymore. People are using other colors. Um, I just want to caution you, though, that some lower-cost door slabs that were used in housing for finished, stained, and sealed doors may warp a little bit with the added moisture content that is brought to them by acrylic latex paints, uh, the paint that we are most commonly going to use in our homes uh, and that I would in still encourage you to use. Therefore, the oil-based primer, that's part of that and why that is so critical because that is going to be much more compatible and form somewhat of a moisture barrier between your acrylic latex paint. You say, well, wait a minute, I can't put 
latex paint over the top of an oil-based primer. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Happens all the time. Made to do that. It's okay. Don't worry about that. This isn't oil and vinegar for your salads that aren't going to mix together. This, this, is, uh, th- this is okay. However, I would really like to see you paint both sides of the door at the same time. Okay, you can't, you know, sit there with two brushes with the door edge at your nose and paint both sides of the door. No, I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about that if you do remove the doors, which I would also encourage you to do, because you don't need to worry about that now, because we talked about that. We made sure that everything fit. If we put new hinges on it, we made sure that that worked. If we had to cut in any new hardware and light enlarge the size of the the hole in the edge for the, the, the door latch or something. We've done all that up to this point. So now we just need to make them look pretty. But if you remove the doors, you can attach some strips, uh, pieces of wood, and I would say they're about five feet long, of one inch by one inch material that is pre-drilled so that your screws don't split it out. And what you're going to do is screw these with about three screws, sometimes two on a smaller lightweight door, to the bottom edge of the door, the part that nobody ever sees, and to the top edge of the door, the part that nobody ever sees. You're going to screw these strips of wood on there so it's got these stubs sticking out the sides of the door. You can see that there would be four of those. That's going to allow you to set these onto some sawhorses. Uh, It may take you setting them on the, the backrests of four chairs. I don't care what you're going to do to hold it up. You may put some ropes hanging from the ceiling of your garage with loops on them and stick these in the loops. Just get them up off the ground so that this door is sitting flat and you can put a nice coat of paint on it. If it's a flat door, you could roller it on, get a nice finish, let it all settle out. There's not going to be any runs on it or anything because gravity is just going to keep it all nice and flat. It's going to look great that way. And after that side just tacks up just a little bit, get a helper, flip the door over, and then do the other side, and then let it dry. Walk away from it, and that way you get a nice coat of paint on there without having any any runs or anything. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing like the professional painters do, where they stand them up in the garage and they run strips across the top and form like this accordion setup with all the doors, and then they come by with sprayers and spray it. Yeah, that's the way the pros do it. You and I are probably going to do just a couple of doors in the garage, you know, on a weekend and call it good. Now, base and window trim, the casing uh, or the, the baseboards and the moldings, they're going to be painted and addressed in the same sequences of filling caulks and cracks and doing any touch sanding and doing any uh, primering on that stuff. That's all going to be there. But th- in this case, we're not pulling any of this stuff off of the walls. Uh, that's all going to stay in place. So especially the baseboards, they need to be shielded from the carpeting or the tile or the laminate flooring or the luxury vinyl planks or something. They need to be shielded from that as you're doing your priming and painting. And what I find works really, really well is to get a hold of some three-foot-long strips of sheet metal. You can buy this on a roll. It's valley flashing uh, in the roofing sections. Cut yourself some three-foot sections Round the corners just a little bit so they're not so pokey. Just trim them with some snips and round the corners and flatten these out. You may have to put a little bit of a bend in the middle to uh, keep them straight. But I tuck those underneath the baseboard 
and on top of the carpeting. Then I can come by and, you know, if I've got a 14-foot room, if I had five pieces of those, I just overlap them a little bit, stick them all down there, paint all that baseboard, primer all that baseboard, do all that caulking and everything, let it all dry, then take a knife and just run it along the bottom between the baseboard and the sheet metal, and then slide those out. And then I can clean off the metal, scrape it off or whatever, use it in another section. But that way I'm not getting paint all over the carpeting. And you say, well, I can just do that with paper. Yeah, well, if you've ever done that and tried to remove it, it's uh, really a treat. And if you pull it out too early, then all the carpet fibers just jump up into the wet paint on the baseboard. So we don't do that here on the Home Fix Show. We do it the hard way with sheet metal like that. Um, could you use cardboard? Yes, you could use cardboard. It just doesn't last as long. And they make those. They make those paint shields. You can buy them for you know, 49 cents each or something. You could use cardboard. I just do the sheet metal, and I hung on to the same set of those that I had for years and years and years. We're going to be back next week with Matt Bauscher and Terry Hefner will be in studio at 8 a.m. So if you're interested in the real estate market and what housing is doing or not doing and who's buying, who's selling, who can afford to, yeah, your house may be worth half a million dollars, but where are you going to go? You got to live somewhere, you know, okay, that's great. The houses have gone up in value, but uh, you're not selling. That's okay. You still want to know what's going on in the real estate world and these two experts will be with us here on the home fix show i'm looking forward to hearing from them it's been a while i'm joe prin thanks for listening here on news talk kboi i'll be back next week and i hope you will too right here on news talk kboi If there's ever been a year that your roof has taken a beating, this is it. We've had it all, from below freezing to well over 100 degrees. If that roof is a flat or low-sloping roof, that adds even more stress of piled-up dirt and debris. So before the weather changes again, call Precision Single Ply to come inspect your flat or low-sloping roof. Their experienced technicians will look over every square inch for any problem areas that could be a potential leak. And in most cases, they can repair them right on the spot. Precision Single Ply has been taking care of commercial, agricultural, and residential flat and low-sloping roofs for many years and should be your first choice for annual inspections and repairs. Single Ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is installed and maintained properly. If you need help with a low-sloping or flat roof, call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979, 208-939-9979, that's 208-939-9979. You've heard the term street presence, right? Well, this is how your house looks to those passing by, but it's also how it looks to you every time you return home. Ready for some repairs or updates? Maybe it's time to make your house look great again? Bots Exteriors is who you want to talk to. Bill Bott and his team have served our valley for many years. They are efficient and experienced in all types of siding and trim and can help you with a new look or repairs to what you already have. Think about all the components that make up your home's exteriors. There's stone and brickwork, steps and decks and railings, gutters, soffits and fascia, doors, windows and shutters. Bott's Exteriors works with all of these every day and they would love to serve you. Ready for a new look or to get some much-needed repairs taken care of? Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors, 208-870-4324.